In Jackson v. Crump, 2022, ARC App 136, the Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming summary judgment, upheld a trial court order that granted specific performance to purchase property arising out of an option contract. Judge Abramson explained the option contract was not invalid despite challenges to specificity. Quote, Crump filed suit on December 8, 2016, for specific performance to require the Williamses to convey the property to him. The Williamses answered, denying the material allegations and asserting that it was impossible to convey clear title as originally agreed. The Williamses also pled the statute of frauds as an affirmative defense. On January 18, 2019, Crump moved for summary judgment seeking specific performance. He asserted that the purchase price was $640,000, that he was ready, willing, and able to purchase the property, that the Williamses failed to convey the property after he had provided notice of the exercise of the option, and that he was entitled to a specific performance because of the Williamses' breach for failure to close. The Williamses responded to the motion for summary judgment by arguing that the option was invalid and unenforceable because an option is merely a unilateral contract. They further argued that the option failed to satisfy the statute of frauds, and even if it did, it was unenforceable because it failed to include seven other terms they deemed essential. Attached to the response was a letter from their attorney to Crump's attorney asking for an approval letter for the amount of $640,000 from Crump's lender. On March 12, 2019, a hearing was held on the motions for summary judgment in both cases. At the conclusion of the hearing, the court ruled from the bench and granted Crump's motion for summary judgment. The court found that Crump had properly and timely exercised his option and when he did so, a contract of sale was formed. The court further found that the option did not violate the statute of frauds because the option contained the essential and necessary terms and conditions of the sale. The court also found that the questions raised by the Williamses were either covered in the option or were immaterial. The Williamses were ordered to provide Crump with a commitment of title insurance within 15 days and to make, execute, and deliver a warranty deed at a mutually agreeable closing date within 15 days of providing the title insurance commitment. All other issues, including consequential damages, were reserved. On May 9, the court entered a judgment awarding Crump the sum of $180,000, $90,000 each year for the years 2017 and 2018, as consequential damages jointly and severally against the Williamses. Crump was allowed 14 days to file his motion for attorney's fees. Finally, the court held that the judgment awarding damages resolved the last issue left outstanding in the order awarding summary judgment as amended. This appeal followed. End of quote. The Court of Appeals reasoned that the principal challenge was whether the option contract violated the statute of frauds, Art Code and Section 459-101. However, before reaching this question, the opinion discussed general elements of contract law. Quote, General essential principles apply to the formation of a contract. Very simply stated, a contract requires an offer and an acceptance. An option is merely an offer by one party to sell within a limited period of time and a right acquired by the other party to accept or reject such offer within such time. 
Here, there is no dispute that Crump timely and properly exercised his option. In their brief, the Williamses do not argue that Crump's exercise of the option did not create a bilateral contract. Instead, the Williamses try to distinguish an unexercised option from a bilateral contract. End of quote. The next question was whether the terms were sufficiently certain as to price and closing date to satisfy the statute of frauds and create a binding contract. The opinion reasoned that arguments over uncertainty of terms did not invalidate the contract. Quote, a memorandum satisfies the statute of frauds if it identifies the subject of the party's agreement, shows that they made a contract, and states the essential contract terms with reasonable certainty. Restatement Second of Contract, Section 131. Only the essential terms must be stated. Details or particulars need not be. What is essential depends on the agreement and its context and also on the subsequent conduct of the parties. Restatement Second of Contract, Section 131, Comment G. Generally, the essential terms of a contract for the sale of real property include 1. The terms and conditions of the sale, 2. The price to be paid, 3. The time for payment, and 4. The land to be sold. End of quote. In looking to the record, it was apparent the parties agreed the contract price was $640,000, reasoned the appellate court, because an affidavit in support of summary judgment was not disputed on this point. Another argument was that the closing date was not specific, but that argument was not raised below, so the issue was not preserved for appellate review. The Court of Appeals was unpersuaded that other terms were uncertain. Quote, These terms include, one, the party responsible for preparing the real estate contract, two, how expenses will be paid for preparation of the real estate contract, three, the party paying for the title commitment and other title services, four, what type of warranty deed will be used, either general or special, five, the party paying for preparation of the warranty deed, six, relevant information about financing, which is necessary to determine which party prepares and pays for preparation of a settlement statement, and seven, who collects and pays post-closing costs, including deed stamps. The circuit court ruled that these terms were either adequately covered in the option or were not material. We agree. The option provision requiring the Williamses to provide the title commitment implies that they will pay for it. The option further provides that the Williamses will, quote, make, execute, and deliver to Crump a warranty deed in proper form, end quote, again implying that they are responsible for its preparation and payment. As for the nature of the warranty deed, the law implies a general warranty deed, end of quote. The Court of Appeals noted that Art Code and Section 2660-1063 provides that unless agreed otherwise, the cost of the deed will be divided one-half by the seller and one-half by the purchaser. The option was silent in this respect, but the above statute answers the question. Additional terms added by the trial court. Quote, These terms and conditions were merely details and particulars not required to be in the writing to satisfy the statute of frauds. Moreover, the Williamses never objected to these disputed terms or otherwise raised any issue about them in the circuit court. End of quote. There was a companion case also decided, Jackson v. Crump, 2022, ARC App 137, which was likewise affirmed. End of decision.